before the show on the Super Legit Podcast, or how Jet stopped trusting his friends and had to buy a new mic. And Stephen C. James. Hey, this is where I plan on being tonight, trying something a little bit different. Hopefully I'm not too hunched, and I will say not to judge, but Jet, your waveforms look huge, especially compared to mine. Like, as oh, I'm talking now, it looks like I've got these teeny tiny waveforms, and yours yep. are downright yep. peaking. Yup. I have been working out, yeah. So, is that mm-hmm. what everybody's seeing? Yep. Is everybody seeing that now? Absolutely. Yeah. And then, so what, if I decide I to get sexy, like? oh yeah, we're going to slow there down go. tonight for the ladies. Oh. Welcome to the Quiet Storm. So yeah, last last episode we had some uh, some problems with my audio too that we fixed ahead of time. Are you hearing the weird noises this time, or are we good? What do levels? Because you talked about me looking like I'm peaking. What do levels sound like? They sound fine, but I'm also not on the engineer end. But yeah. it just visually speaking, yeah, yeah, it is weird that your waveforms are just so. Yeah, it just looks really massive, high, yeah. but I sound about right. Okay, yeah, you sound That's fine. fine. You yeah. guys okay. will never be happy in life if you're always comparing your waveforms to someone else's. Mm. We're all in our own waveform and just focus on that. That's one of my favorite Voltaire quotes. (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Super Legit podcast oh this group looks lively they look happy it's the holiday season we're not doing a holiday themed episode but you know maybe maybe we'll see uh how was everyone tonight i'll speak at once we're too polite fantastic (laughs) all right i knew i could count on you this is good oh that communal uh, silence was a real group mind there. Yeah, it was great. so much fun editing to do tonight. So Michael Hyman, my co-host, is out tonight. So that means I do have to pick a stand-in co-host for him. Hey, so hmm. I pick. How's it going, Jet? Ali Mar. What? Good oh. choice. Ali also could not make it tonight, uh, yeah, but she will here. be co-hosting. Yeah. So I am in absence. Yeah. I will have to fill in for her, filling in for Michael Hyman. So you're gonna read your parts and her parts while yep. I'm I'm Well, I'm reading Michael Hyman's parts, which were to help me cut down on my workload to begin with. Mm-hmm. But I'm reading them on behalf of Ali Mar, who is co hosting in his stead. And you can hear the difference. Yeah. yeah. Quick shout out to Ali Mar. She uh, gave my me a tip on how to help my kid with math this week that saved me like an hour of frustration. So isn't uh, she a great co-host? Yeah. Love you, Allie. Yeah. Such, so, such a, a great, great co-host. co-host. You're killing yeah. it tonight, Allie. Killing it. Ah, uh, fantastic. Fantastic mm. work. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it is my honor to step in in your place, Allie. And we do uh, we do have listener feedback. All right. This is great. This is just I, I, I love that our listeners just keep coming to us with with more thoughts. So here's a here's one from uh, from Frank Bellow in Queens. Um, he said, you guys seem like fast food connoisseurs. Jack in the Box is buying Del Taco. Thoughts? Follow up. If Arby's bought your favorite fast food chain, would you disown them? Mm. Love the show. You guys look great. Okay. Um, first, there, I don't know. There might be a flaw in the question because okay. isn't Arby's uh, owned by like a Yum Brands or one of those fucking bullshit conglomerates? <laughs> Yeah, uh, that that owns everything in the universe. Uh, Yum Brands is uh, Taco Bell, uh, KFC, uh-huh. uh, Pizza and Hut, right? Pepsi and Pizza Hut. Yeah, 
uh, with right. Pepsi as their overarching. Right. Um, are they are they part of a you know group oh, like a mega that brand that like they that. have? they they have a parent company. I mean, they're from uh, Umbra. <laughs> uh, yeah with a big giant question mark at the end yeah yeah sort of the low rent version sure it's uh, the johns of uh multi-brand conglomerates yeah okay so arby's isn't a conglomerate with john's grocery store which for those <laughs> of you outside of the los angeles area john's is the grocery store that you go to when you need a weird spice that no one else seems to have or you want to buy Armenian. dirty fruit yeah mm. dirty fruit yeah What's yeah, wrong with dirty fruit? You just wash it. There's a major grocery store called Vons, mm. and then there's John's, where you go if you want to get a Pepsico. And it it looks like uh, Arby's is the flagship property of Inspire Brands, which used to be Arby's Restaurant Group. So Arby's Restaurant Group renamed itself to Inspire Brands. Oh, Inspire Brands owns Stater Brothers, right? And took over ownership of hmm. Buffalo Wild Wings. So this already oh, happened. Arby's shit. bought Buffalo Wild Wings, although now Inspire Brands oh. is 81.5% owned by Rourke Capital Group, which just sounds so tasty, Rourke. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Rourke, yeah. that the nice. guy from uh, the Anne Rand novel? Howard <laughs> Rourke? <laughs> yeah. <Isn't>, yeah. <laughs> which Ugh. just shows you what a shitty fucking architect he was. <laughs> <laughs> he was the Arby's of architects. <laughs> but, oh my gosh, like, you're, you're not kidding. It is actually named for Howard Rourke. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> it literally is. I just checked this, oh. and it is indeed named for Howard Rourke, the protagonist in Anne Rand's novel, The Fountain. No. Wow. I was already never going no. to eat at Arby's, and this now even more so. This now that I know bit. it was named after that fucking shitty giant waste of time <laughs> of a book, that 8,000 pages of Republican, libertarian hate speech. Uh, thank, no. Can we just research reasons to not bother to shop anywhere ever on every episode? This should be our thing now. now I love it. it. Is uh, Howard Rourke the Fountainhead or is he the even more unreadable one? He's the Fountainhead. He's okay, the Fountainhead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Gross. It, it, like the thing about li- if you wonder why libertarians don't run the country is the requirement for becoming a libertarian is you have to be terrible at the thing you do. Well, the head uh, explains the entirety of the Republican Party, but it's a guy who thinks he's awesome because he thinks he's awesome. And then if he yeah. doesn't get his way, he's like, well, then I'm just going to destroy everything. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, wow. You know, as with as with like most, I guess, takeovers, just like I guess one company, like as in the name, takes over the other one. I would I would love to see like a seamless fusion of menus of Jack in the Box and Del Taco. Like, how awesome would that be oh, hold, wait, to get that, your Jumbo Jack and your me. quesadilla? Hasn't that already happened? No. It's, I, I mean, but, I feel I feel like already, you know, Jack in the Box sells tacos and Del Taco that's sells my, burgers. That's, that's my thing, wait, though. Yeah. Dude, don't yeah. mess and with fries. the Jack in the Box tacos. Those are so hideous and beautiful on their own. Yes. I, they're be. the best I, terrible I tacos. I wanted to delve more into that, into yes. Jack in the Box's tacos that fuck arby's as they we all know agree. no and everyone know, agrees it's here. like not a it's an open it's not a um it's not a secret like at, at the jack-in-the-box tacos are yeah fucking hideous and they're the shit should and shit. wouldn't pass as sellable food of any sort especially not a taco anywhere else and yet it right they just allow it at two, and, and, but at two in the morning, there is nothing you it. want more. It's in the loose yeah, style in the morning, of Mexican food. In the it's not really Mexican food. I, you know what? Here's this is the this is the perfect 
uh, explanation of what a uh, jack-in-a-box taco is for those that aren't familiar. So um, I was eating a taco the way you traditionally do, where you turn your head to the side and you eat it coming into your mouth as if it's a shark coming at you. Yeah, I saw a guy Thank you. just flop it on its side. That's how I eat a shark. Put yes. hot sauce on the side of it and just eat it like a <laughs> slice of pizza. And I'm like, oh my God. That is the way that that is the way that taco deserves to be eaten, not like a taco. It, it's oh, a rare I think food that feels like an how act that of racism. Deserves to be eaten is a jack in the box ad slogan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, okay, it's funny because we actually we have more more sponsors this week than we usually do. Whoa! Uh, so yeah, I, I feel like we we do have an ad. Uh, Good job, Michael. In right here after this right. uh, this great feedback, which really jumped us into a conversation. So let's uh, let's bring that out. I think. Uh, I think you have that, Chris Sanders. Yeah, I do have that. It's. I don't know why um, my voice did that thing, but anyway, <laughs> it's uh, interesting because yeah, this this happens to be an ad for a, a Mexican joint. Oh, sweet. Yeah, we were okay, just great. talking about Mexican Hopefully food. It's got better food than Jack in the Box. Hmm. We'll find out. Yeah, I'll put in the tape. Hey, y'all! We've all been in this situation. You're at the taco stand looking to get a simple taco, and the food just seems too authentic. You douse your burrito in mango salsa expecting a sweet salsa, only to find your mouth on fire. Carne asada, al pastors, polo chicken, who or what are these meats? If they are even meats at all, you're looking for a simple pop, and all they have is horchata. It all makes me just want a SMH. Hi. My name is Joe Johnson, but my friends call me Bart. And the number one thing I'm passionate about is Mexican cuisine. Hailing from St. Paul of the Twin Cities, I have a distinct Northwest palate that will for certain be the next big thing in the greater NoHo Studio City region of the San Fernando Valley. So if you're tired of waiting in line at your local plancha, come drive through at Bart's Burger Chili Taco Stand. Bart's Burger Chili Taco Stand. We put Mexican food first. Love tortas and who arches? Try our St. Paul sandal. <laughs> to all beef patties, special mexo sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, ah, you know the rest. Our Twin City taco is a molded mint leek of polo, pork, and carne caressed in our masa bun and garnished with pickled gallo and mustard seed salsa. Something bolder, well, the north of the border quesadilla has so much queso that it breaks the bonds of tortillas and is sandwiched by white bread. Bread and cheese. <laughs> grilled. The only thing more authentico is our presidential tostada, where the bowl is a flour tortilla. And you can eat it. We must be crazy. Bart's Burger Chili Taco Stand. Authentic Mexican food, way north of the border. Sounds like oh. Jack in the Box to me, man. It sounds as, better than Henry's. Or as Henry. somebody who grew up going to Mexican restaurants in Columbia, South Carolina, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I've heard that's Bernie Sanders' favorite Mexican food restaurant. Mm. I, I was, I was, I was surprised because I was pretty sure the name of the restaurant was going to be Castillo Blanco. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've actually eaten there, and I do believe that they're, uh, tor- they don't make the tortillas in house. I believe they are canned tortillas. So, uh, do <laughs> did know you go that to that one up. on the corner of Pico and Sepulveda? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, was that is that near L.A. Cienega? I believe so. <laughs> okay. Sepulveda for sure, bro. 
Oh, Master Chance. I prefer the one on Tujunga. Oh, mm-hmm. now we're talking. That actually, happened, a friend of mine, when she moved from D.C. to L.A., stopped at a Mexican restaurant in Nebraska and ordered an enchilada. Mm-hmm. And they brought out a tortilla filled with ground beef covered in uh, sausage gravy. No. Oh, oh, no. Oh, my God. Just like, just a horrible, horrible abomination. Oh, I can't get I, over I, that. I'm sitting here trying to figure out if I would eat it anyway. <laughs> Let's pivot to the week's nope. question. Let's pivot to nope. the week's question. That's yes. heavy. Yes. Oh, my yes. God. Let's move on from that. Game over, man. Game over. Game over, man. Game uh, over, man. Uh. <laughs> All right, the question for this week. Wow. Um, so, yeah, what what would the seven-year-old you say or think about who you are now? That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what, what words of wisdom, uh, shock, disappointment, uh, amazement would they have for you? I, I thought about this a lot because I'm six weeks away from having a seven-year-old in my house. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not my son. It's uh, the darn supply chain thing. Uh, I'm not sure when it's going to arrive. So I ordered one <laughs> from Amazon. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, so like technically he's, you know, half me. Scientifically speaking, he's half me. So I'm just guessing that seven-year-old would not actually have anything to say to me except ask me questions about Batman's rogues gallery. Because that's pretty much the only thing my son is willing to talk with me about right now. So I feel like he's at right, like a seven-year-old is right at that age where they can get really fascinated with something and really like fixated on it. So like at seven years old, I was obsessed with reading. So I would guess that it would be something where it's like, what's your favorite book? And then I'd probably wind up being like, um, it's this really depressing one where these two migrant farm workers are best friends. And one of them's kind of simple, and then it doesn't end well. That's <laughs> Thelma and Louise? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> okay. The classic Thelma and Louise. <laughs> you know, when I was but a lad, uh, I don't remember at, I, I, I don't remember much about being seven years old, but uh, I was struggling to come up with like what my idea of what even an adult would be, or if I could even. I was trying to come, I'm struggling to come up with an answer for this because I just don't think I had a, I don't think I conceptualized that I would become an adult yet. Mm. It was still at seven. I was still in the, just everything, everything is, uh, I'm in my own bubble. Super. Happy birthday to you. Cha cha cha. And you won't remember this. Yay! Is, is something is something is 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 something gonna happen to my memory? No, no. It's just that, is like, this how you're telling me that I have like brain cancer? No, no. Wow. Well, Listen, I told perceptive. you that's not genetic. Okay, it's something that happened to Grandma, and it's not necessarily something that's gonna happen to you. But once again, I don't again, need to see the the, the neurology, right, Mom. Uh, Mom, hold hold on, okay. Just just sit this one out, all right. I'm trying to talk to the kid here, okay. Can you give well, her some take of the it, Hector. the grown up juice that you give her to make her quiet? It's it's just a simple medication, all right. It's not not grown up juice. But once again, wink, I mean, wink. 
all of this is completely, you know, it's temporary. So right now it seems like today is a big day, but you don't even remember this cake that I made. All right. So just know that all this is. I remember that it's not the one I asked for. Oh, um, you, you apologize to your father right now. I'm sorry. You got me the wrong cake. Dude, I don't is know that if that, acceptable? that doesn't count as an apology. All right. Okay. So okay, what I'm trying right. to explain it doesn't to you, count. What I'm trying to explain to you is that like all of this, this birthday party, these friends here, you're not going to remember any of these kids that came to this party when you're a grown up. Listen, when you're my age, all of this is just going to be a strange blur. You will remember that there was cake. You won't remember that I got Marshall instead of Chase from Paw Patrol. You're just going to know that there was cake and some kids were there. That's it. You're saying that my sense of self as as a, as a child is fleeting and my memories are transitory? You tell them, Bernard. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to remember that the Johnsons weren't here, but. Oh, I mean, fuck the Johnsons, right? I mean, we get fuck Kevin. Fuck the Johnsons. Fuck the Johnsons. Oh, okay. Fuck the Johnsons. Hey. I'm going to remember that. Fuck the Johnsons. Excuse me. I will never forget that. Present. Can you say that louder? Hey. Bernard, you're seven. You know you're not supposed to say fuck the Johnsons. You just use transitory correctly in a sentence. You completely know you're not supposed to say fuck the Johnsons. I know it's your birthday, but I will take one of these toys and take it straight to Toys for Tots. All right? Look, I'm on your father's side here. Don't use charity as a weapon. Oh. Oh, snap. Mom, come on, Mom. Give us some space here. So oh, I didn't mean to get in the way, Melvin. So, Bernard, what I'm trying to say, and what I think your mother, again, since she's on the same team with me, I think we agree with. For is this, that definitely, yes. The only I mean, it's thing not that, a blanket, not, not everything. Yeah, of course <laughs> but not. But this I mean, one, yes. You yeah, shouldn't we, say fuck the Johnsons. Well, you shouldn't say it, but we can say it. Because, I mean, we got Kevin a Nintendo Switch game for his birthday, and that's right. like 60 bucks, and now they don't even bother to show up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I have not heard the words fuck the Johnsons this much since I had an orgy at a Howard Johnson's. It was Ma- ironic that someone whose Ma- last name was Johnson was there. Mom. <laughs> Mom, I don't want to hear the story of how you met Dad again, all right? It's sweet. I do. It's romantic, but now, okay, fine. The Fine, year okay. was 2015. Nope. Gotcha, 2015. Ma- <laughs> I was Howard Johnson trying to buy methamphetamine. So, Doc, you're saying... on the wrong door. Doc, you're saying she's got about five years? She's just been going to the same story over and over again. You can't buy meth here. You're uh, free. So Doc. I said, I don't care where I was going, because I want to not remember where I've been. She's been like and this all said, week, Doc. you get in here. I've got a two-year-old at home. It doesn't feel safe to have him around her. There was Howard Johnson. There was Lyndon Johnson. Mm. When I, when there I push, was Johnson and Johnson. When I push over her left ear, she goes to sleep. How Marley. Watch, I just I poke right here absolute- and she passes out. I absolutely appreciate you bringing her in um, to uh, my office. Uh, I enjoy her stories uh, immensely. Um, I, as you know, am a podiatrist, so um, I don't know what more I can offer. Um, Her bunions uh, look great. 
Um, well, thank you. She said you were her oncologist. Oh my god, oh. I'm so sorry. Um, I thought I said ontologist. Uh, no, I think that would just be a doctor who repeats himself. See, um, I just enjoy her so much. She is a joy, a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I she's a hoot. That's, right that's why I've got and six stepdads. with Jack White. Oh, boy. All right, come on, I Mom. Let's keep stories. going to offices until we find somebody who both oh, takes your insurance right. and knows your name. Would you oh, like to? I'm... Would you like to uh, book a, an, another appointment before you leave? Or uh, yeah, yeah. No, do you I, validate I... parking? Oh, have a good day. All right, thanks. Legit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, straight, straight, straight from uh, young childhood to uh, elderly. <laughs> it's a very similar level of understanding. You know, it's funny. Uh, because my my seven year old self uh, was so focused, like I would, I think it had to do with being raised hardcore Catholic. Is I was keenly aware of my mortality, and mm -hmm. one thing uh, that quick ter yes, quick caveat: what's the difference between regular Catholic and hardcore Catholic? Uh, well, I didn't just day. go to mass on Sundays. I went to Catholic school with nuns, the old school nuns that would beat you. Got it. So uh, yeah, so mm -hmm. it was in your face all the time. We had a class called religion. Why is that part of our school? That has nothing to do with anyway. Um, so as a, as a kid and being keenly aware of my uh, mortality, um, I was also terrified of um, eternity. I mean, even now as an adult, eternity is terrifying. Even if you go to heaven or hell, that just is, that's just, it's, it, it's, it, it blows my mind. It's too much. Like infinity is too much for my mind. Um, but I did know that on this plane of existence, according to what I'd been taught to that point, I was only going to be here maybe 60, 70 years, you know. And I thought, dude, I'm going to hedge my bets and become a priest because I thought priests would automatically go to heaven. Oh. So I'm like, dude, <laughs> so I do 50 years as a priest and I automatically, you know, I, ha I give up a lot in life. I don't get to, to get married. I don't get to have kids. I don't. Yeah, uh, I don't get to do whatever I want. Um, but the payoff in eternity is I get to go to heaven. There was the, also the other part of me that was like, yeah, that's that's a price to pay, a small price for eternity. But also like living on this plane, I thought the idea of adulthood would just be doing whatever you want, mm -hmm. whenever mm -hmm. you want. And that idea is still fantastic to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> dude, sometimes I have Rocky Road ice cream for breakfast because I can. Oh, um, yeah. And yeah. I actually, I don't have kids. I'm not married. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I love to do what I want when I want. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd rather deal with the crippling loneliness than that, that actually. That definitely makes me think of like, I, I, I definitely think seven-year-old me would be so incredibly confused why 39-year-old me does not spend all of his free time playing <laughs> all of the incredibly advanced video games he has. I have I have video games that would blow 7-year-old me's mind just out of the I mean the things I have in tiny handheld form are more complex and advanced and more capable than the most advanced piece of electronics he'd ever seen in his entire life and I just I use these things to doom scroll social media <laughs> and uh, ignore them and it, like that would just be the most sacrilegious thing he could think of. You know what game I played the most when I was 7 years old? E.T. for the Atari. Ooh. So oh, my God. Oh, wow. 
I would definitely That's be a- blown away by how technology has advanced. Yes. I will say I because my daughter never really played video games. Uh, so I have thought about like just getting her started on like old school uh, like Zork text adventures where you just uh-huh. type uh-huh. yes. Yeah. Oh. And you gotta read. Start there. So she's duly impressed when she gets Look to read. Look left. <laughs> uh, Walk straight. Right. <laughs> Look up. Um, You're dead. Yeah. <laughs> Which that's fairly preparing you for adulthood. Super. Our quest has been so hard. I just keep walking into the same wall over and over again. I wish I had some knowledge of why I keep trying to go north, even though clearly this wall is to my north. Look, man, this is just, this is just the road we're all on. All right, we all, uh, you know, we all, sh- we all, we all share the burden, right? So just keep doing it. But I'm just You'll a humble there. elf. I, I have not magic powers. Nor have I chosen to look east, where clearly there is a treasure chest. We just keep going north into this wall. Look, I look. You're you. You seem to really take some time contem- contemplating your own mortality and um, existence and stuff. And like, um, look, I just know that there's a wall right here, and we just keep running into it. Okay. Um. So, look, there's got to be something on the other side. I mean, otherwise, why would we keep running into it? I mean, I do trust you. You are, after all, a powerful mage. But, ah, I I feel this command to to punch myself. <laughs> why would I not strike out towards an enemy? Or even perhaps strike out to this wall? But again, well, I mean, I've punched are myself. There, do you see enemy enemies around right now? It's just us. Well, to me, it's just this wall. There could be enemies behind us. But we just keep facing north. Well, of course. If look, if there were enemies behind us, believe me, we would turn around. I, you, can you think of the last time there were enemies behind us and we didn't turn around? Well, I mean, there was that brief encounter where we were walked directly into that nest of trolls and then commanded to drop all of our weapons. Uh huh. I, I feel this urge. <laughs> I feel on the command, I've been, I feel this urge to dance a jig, but that is not one of my proffered commands. I cannot do that. It does, it is, I feel the word syntax error. You, you have the demons in you. Hmm, too bad I'm just an arcane mage. I'm not a necromancer. I can't do much for you here, except just talk about you. And so then uh, the game just kind of goes on like that. First of all, I appreciate you inviting me into Atari. Um, I feel like uh, the games are really focused on action and movement. And I think there's not enough focus on being still and just sharing back and forth. So uh, that's the game. And it, it, the average game will run about uh, six and a half, seven months, I think. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That would be... The best game on the Atari 2600. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I was so worried I, when I I, I... I, We have the game where the dot goes back and forth across the screen. Right. Uh, and the game where the four dots go back and forth across the screen. And, and, and now the, the game... The 2600 time. You can, you and can that's pause it. it that's now? really all we got. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I love it. 
Yeah. All and right. David, full disclosure: those are they're, they're not full on characters. They they are just blinking dots yeah, that oh, are talking yeah, back and but, forth. Okay. But so. like, but we're gonna sit and and really meditate with yes. these blinking, flashing dots. You were gonna know the blinking dot. The blinking dot is going to know you. That blinking dot will look directly into your soul and know who you are. I'm not going to lie. If there's one thing the audience for the 2600 wants, it is spiritual awareness. All right? Obviously. I don't know if you've played Zaxxon, uh, but it's about some things that move. Uh, but this is going to blow that out of the water. I think, I think for the... Uh... The prepubescent teen, I think, uh, just sitting and staring at a a, a blinking uh, dot in front of a static wall will do so much good for them. Uh, the amount of focus and attention it will give them, so much better than movement. I, I'm not going to lie to you. We've done market studies, and our market share is 98% epileptics. And this sounds like the best possible game to give that market. They love blinking lights, right? Exactly. Like they fall down with joy when they say a blinking light. I was I was so worried coming in to, with this pitch, and I'm, I'm you've been so accommodating and and uh, just encouraging. Thank you so much. My dad told me I was a stupid loser, and nobody was going to buy this game. But uh, oh god. I'm going to finally move out of his basement. Cut to back home. I'm telling you, you go to this meeting, you're nothing but a stupid loser to me. D I, I know that. Dad, I, I know that. I've been sitting. Huh? You know what, Dad? When I'm You're already your... stupid with your D dumb game. Your dumb D game is just a, <laughs> it's just a flashing light, okay? I can you know sit what, in the corner of your room and turn a flashlight on and off. Uh, you, know, you want to pay me a thousand bucks for that, huh? You want to pay my rent? You listen I'm, to your father. He's right, a smart mortgage. man. He, he read he had read Atlas Shrugged, the entire book. He knows what he's talking yeah. about. I huh? feel like Dad just gave me my pitch for my game. So thanks, Dad. <gasps> You're welcome. Uh, because I was raised to be polite, just like I raised you, which you didn't do. I'm telling you, if you go there and try to sell this dumb game, you're nothing but a stupid loser. That's right. Your father knows. I'm not going to lie to you. 96% of our games were created by people who were trying to show their father what for. All right. <laughs> Defender, you're picking up those people, but you can drop them and show them that you're better than them. All right. Pitfall, that alligator represents parental neglect. Pac-Man, our version is terrible. So let's not use that as an example. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> uh, nostalgia. Uh, wow. Yes. Well, the ghosting dads of Pac-Man. <laughs> that does that that fits that fits around my reference level where I was raised. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, now you're set. You got but, it. Uh, but but like to that, so like seven-year-old me, so like I was kind of like the last, like the sort of end of the Cold War. Yeah, uh, kids. So like the Cold War ended. You know, Berlin Wall comes down when I'm 13. Um, but I was like a complete like, you know, th that was we were being told the nuclear war would happen at any minute, and I bought that 100. percent So seven year old me would look at me and go, "You're alive." <laughs> um, yep, yep. 
Like, which, which, like, it stuck with, like, I got it just long enough that there was a part of me that was just convinced that I would not live, uh, like, past 30. Uh, and I proceeded to live my 20s as if that was going to be the case, um, <laughs> uh, which my credit reflects uh, very well. Uh, but, but yeah, like, I, I had, like, that was my weird thing. Like, seven-year-old me was just like, yeah, this, you're not going to, you know, like, marriage, House, kids, like, wait, well, that's never going to happen. I'm picturing Compton um, as a seven-year-old nihilist. Just being oh, yeah. like, all of this means nothing. Right, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, like a yeah, Lebowski uh, nihilist. Right? Yeah, I, I'm like a, a seven-year-old nihilist watching war games uh, as if it is like a, a, a like, telling the future. Um, yeah, I, so, I thought it was a documentary. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's better than uh, was it the day after? Um, oh God! Oh the day. Oh yes. Oh, I had nightmares about that. Like th- yeah. this is how neurotic I was as a child. I had a recurring nightmare that the house was on fire, uh, and I ran outside, and there was a nuclear war going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. For any listeners who don't know the day after, it was a thing that came on TV starring Jason Robards and Steve Gutenberg, and it was like a realistic portrayal of what a nuclear war would look like if it happened in the United States and what the after effects would be. And it apparently was something that possibly changed the course of things between Reagan and Gorbachev because it was so effective. And I rewatched it a couple of years ago. And like woke my wife up in the middle of the night after it was done. And I was like, this explains why I'm so anxious. <laughs> like <laughs> it is so frightening. And the fact that I watched it as a child, it's yeah, so what frightening. Year did that, what year did that air? Because I got to be the like, early eighties, right? Yeah. I think like 84. ish. Yeah. This is 84. Yeah. Um, 84. I mean, I only would have been, well, depends on what time of year. 83. 83. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. then then I was I would only been a year, year and a half. Yeah, old. I would have yeah, been so. like I, I would have been six years old. It would have been like it probably wouldn't have been effective for you. Right. Uh, uh, the so sequel you... was great though with Jake Gyllenhaal, right? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great the if that was tomorrow? a sequel. The day after tomorrow. <laughs> it was sort of the whole uh, ten yards of of apocalypse movies. That was part of the Friday and next Friday universe as well. Right, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. They too could not get Chris Tucker. Yeah. What if what if the day after tomorrow was the thing that like we all went back and there was like, oh, if only we had watched this, we would have stopped climate change. Like <laughs> I like the idea that the day after tomorrow is a sequel to both the day after and Annie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you see these two lines converge. Yes, yes. It is a hard uh, knock climate. <laughs> <laughs> it easily JC's best sample. Well, I don't have a segue into this, but I, I, I do. I know we have another sponsor, so let's uh, let's get the uh, get that handled before we uh, before their money expires. Now, this one is one that Michael Hyman brought to us, but again, he is not here to read it for us. So he did hand this one off to Stephen C. James. Yes, and you are right about the monkey, uh, the, sorry, the money expiring, um, because this business <laughs> is, uh, they are using um, a, a, a form of cryptocurrency that I've never heard of. Um, oh. It's called Etherdage. Uh, and so if we don't get this ad out uh, before, uh, I think it's like 3 a.m. East Coast time, we don't get the money. So I'm just going to go ahead and Please. start it right yes, away. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, are you into monkey business? Well, here at Monkey Business, we're going to rent you all the monkeys you can get. 
Here at Monkey Business, we're going to make sure you have a monkey experience that you can love. Now remember, our monkey experiences are realistic. Our monkey experiences are the kind of thing that you would experience in the wild. Here at Monkey Business, you're going to come in and you're going to see monkeys do their business. There's going to be so much loving, so much hugging, so much howling, and so much poop. At Monkey Business, you're going to see everything you could imagine a monkey could do. You're going to see monkeys swinging and swaying and hawing and heaving, bracing each other tightly, picking fleas. They're going to be eating things that you can't imagine. Mangoes and papayas and ticks and fleas. Aren't you glad I didn't say banana? No, none of that because at monkey business, each of these experiences is unique. Now remember, monkey business does not allow any cameras or photography because we've been banned from TV. Because at monkey business, when the monkeys get down to business, it's real, it's visceral, it's raw. There's a reason Maria Shriver's not coming back. At monkey business, you're going to get to see more monkeys than you could fit in a clown car, which we found out thanks to Maria Shriver. So at Monkey Business, all you have to do is go to our website, www.rourkeunlimited.com, and book your Monkey Business encounter right away. Monkey Business. Everything but the banana. Wink. I gotta say, I don't don't feel good about that. I don't Mm. feel good about that company. But mm-hmm. it's one of those things where podcasting is so tight and we don't yeah. want to have a Patreon. So, I mean, so Rourke owns Arby's, right? Did we discuss that earlier? Oh, shit. That's right. I oh, think they so. discussed that. Yes. And and this place. And they yes. can pay us in like. Are we asking if these business homie? models are connected in some way? I mean, honestly, <laughs> they when they say they have the meats, they don't specify yeah. what kind. No, mm. they really never have. They've not been clear. <laughs> and they pluralize it in a way that implies this is coming from several different animals. This is true. Yeah. I was I was caught off guard by how sensual that ad read. I was yeah. not expecting that. I yeah. was very turned on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the tape came with a little bit of chest hair. Or as Josh mm. Spence says, taco meat. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. That's not me. That's a that's a known slangism. From Urban yeah, Dictionary. No, it's, it's you. It's you. Urban, Urban Dictionary, it, folks. I'm... Yeah, you, you realize we can edit Urban Dictionary. I can't. And I'm the not allowed on that itself, website anymore. So, like. The, the entry itself did say Stefan St. Jaime's. See? Credible source. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. By the way, <laughs> you're the one who believed that Dolly Parton wrote Everlong, so you get to <laughs> nothing. I believe that. I, I can believe that. I t- I do not believe it. I checked. Because <laughs> she writes everything. Yeah. Wait, that woman no. has written it all. You, you just admitted that you did believe it because you checked. 
<laughs> I mean, hold on a second. Hold on a second. You don't necessarily believe something you've checked somebody's source. You just want right. to be able to call them a fucking liar. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but if it's completely unbelievable, like, you know, when my daughter says, uh, I am a llama unicorn, mm-hmm. I don't go, let me check Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> but because I know she's a llama unicorn. Yeah. Well, let's let's uh, let's be realistic here. Dolly Parton has written for everybody and is one of the greatest songwriters in history. That's it is true. not impossible that she could write Everlong. Yeah, no, yeah. No, and no, not I, take I, credit I, away from yeah. the, the incredible writers who did write Everlong, but no, come it, on. If she wrote Burn Hollywood Burn, she could have written Everlong. Yeah. <laughs> The incredible writer Willie Nelson, who did write everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to take that credit away. Wait, you don't know the story? Um, One day, Dave Grohl and Dolly Parton met up, and Dave Grohl was like, Oh my God, you're my hero. And she was like, I got a song. Boom. And what was that song? Uh, and that's how the song Wind Beneath My Wings was. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when she met a three year old Dave Grohl. Come on, you've all heard my hero from Foo Fighters. Fuck off. Yes. No, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute. Sorry. Uh, I had to check. That's funny. I mean, admittedly, to, seeing as she was like the funder of the COVID vaccine, like, yeah, let's yes. not put things out of her right? reach. Seriously. Um, I literally think capable of anything. If you're saying a positive thing and then you say Dolly Parton did it, I'm going to believe mm-hmm. you for at least three minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah it's just, but- it's the default. It's, it's honestly, it's one of those cases where you have to weigh the odds. And like, if it's positive, the odds are way more in favor that Dolly Parton did it than did not. I, this is true. I, I, I'm hoping this is what originally in the script for Star Wars preceded Han Solo saying, never tell me the odds. <laughs> uh, also, yeah. did you know that she was originally cast to play, to play Princess Leia? Oh, I. I would watch that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that? Yeah. And and um, according to Seinfeld, Dustin Hoffman was in the first Star Wars. Uh, I they uh, they did screen test everybody for the first Star Wars. <laughs> I I was screen test for the first Star Wars. Yeah. as Josh <laughs> will remind everyone. So yeah, it's it was, like, you were way Ford, too man. short to beat Chewbacca, so it didn't work out. <laughs> yes, right. Honestly, that is what seven year old me would have asked: was Is there more Star Wars? And I'd be like. Ah. Let's. There's, I got good news and bad news. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't get too excited. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they they made a prequel called Rogue One, and that's it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's pretty much it. Uh, the Force awakened because it was put to sleep in the nineties. <laughs> I will say this: seven year old me wanted to live in the Star Wars universe. Not 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 wanted to be in the movie. Not mm-hmm. wanted to play. Like yeah. wanted to live in that world. Oh, man, to be on one of those spaceships, hang out with C-3PO and the uh, R2-D2. That's what I'm I'm feeling. I'm having a hard time remember, too, because I think I feel like uh, these experiences that you guys are talking about, you feel like you had at seven. I didn't have till like maybe eight or nine because, yeah, I definitely had all these experiences, but I just don't think I was quite there at seven yet. I was still pretty just oblivious to. I mean, to be fair, most of my childhood is a blur. So, sure. <laughs> but for me, uh, being seven was the year my parents got divorced. So I remember oh. that very, oh, yeah. very clearly. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, oh, so what would your seven-year-old self say? We're getting that. So it's funny. Both <laughs> my parents uh, love them both for different reasons. Uh, they didn't Not know how because to raise they're a kid his parents to... for different reasons. <laughs> yes, they didn't know how to raise a kid together, and when they got divorced, they couldn't. Raise a kid separately. <laughs> so uh, 
there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, church, a lot of going to church. Sean Michael, you'd appreciate that. Uh, so it was a lot of do this because I said so, because God said so. Uh-huh. That was my mom, and then my dad was like, "Do it because I said so, because I'm God." So, <laughs> mm. yeah. wait, really? Your mom, you? She really said, "Because I'm God." My dad, yeah, he. You're sorry, your dad did. Come on, yeah. uh, it's being raised by yeah. a narcissist. No, it fits the character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was implied. <laughs> But then, because they felt bad, there's so much, like, I remember the first real emotion, like, human emotion I really remember feeling is guilt. Everybody felt so guilty about the divorce and how do we take care of this kid? And, like, like I had to choose who I wanted to live with, which made me Ooh, feel oh, guilty for the other parent. <laughs> like, they made you so pick seven? Yeah, I had to choose. Like, it was such a, everything mm-hmm. felt. Was it like a puppy thing where they were in both corners saying, come here, Josh, Josh. Come to me, Josh. How did it work? Yeah, in they... the courtroom. It was what? It was weird. <laughs> yeah. they, like there was no yeah. discussion like with you and they didn't present ideas. They no. were just like, who do you want to live with? It was boom. Hey, let's Did do you this. know it was coming in the courtroom no. or was it just like, I'm seven? The... I didn't well, know. Oh, so they were just like, okay, cool. Everybody, we're having a great trial. Uh, next step, Josh, real quick. Who do you want to live with? Mom or your daddy? <laughs> Go. <laughs> yeah. Like this isn't working. Fuck. Who did you want to live with? They just wake you out of a cold sleep uh, and yell the question in your face. <laughs> Dude, how long did it, it take you? I was waking how, up. Yeah. How long did it take you to make that decision? That that seems like a huge decision. Uh-huh. Also, especially was, for it a, was it a shared custody situation of any sort? Like, was it every other weekend with yeah, whoever so you weren't? Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, you know, it was every other weekend. So the weekends I would spend with my dad, he would, you know try to make it the biggest blowout of a weekend ever. And then it would be like, I'm doing this better than your mom. Right. You know, oh, <laughs> and then wow. you go over there and then my mom's like, Hey, I'm trying to catch up to your dad. You know what I mean? And it's just, and then I can't be honest. And then if I was honest, they would feel like, it's just like, that's such a fucked up feeling to have at that young age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's funny that when you at when we were talking about this question, because at first, like the obvious joke was like, "Oh, you've gotten bigger," or some type of funny joke. But like all of a sudden, when I really started thinking about it, I was like, "Wow, guilt was the first emotion I really dealt with." So, so do you still at, deal with guilt a lot now when things happen? Is your first default no. like okay? And that's and that's where I'm getting to. I think seven year old me would look at thirty uh, five year old me and be like. Oh, that's the person I want to spend a weekend with because there's no drama, there's no bullshit, like everything's on an even keel, you know, like <laughs> you know, there's no I, I mean, like that seven year old you likes that there's no bullshit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But see, that's the thing. I I never said bullshit, but I at seven I understood what bullshit was. Oh well, it's you the know? healthiest thing that you can do is learn how to parent yourself. And the idea that you to. would be able to be the safe space for your seven-year-old self is fucking amazing. Yeah. that's a, The least healthy thing you can do is need to, and yeah. the healthiest thing you can do is do it. Mm-hmm. Super! Hey, kiddo. Listen up. Uh, well, you got a tough decision ahead of you. Um, so it's going to be your mom's house or mine. Now, let me remind you. Uh, your mom, kind of fucking crazy. Your dad... I'm going to buy a pony. So uh, what do you want to do? And so wait, You can think I, about it, but you'd be kind of dumb to think too hard. But but 
so it i i know you're just saying pick your house or pick her house but it also to me feels like i'm picking one over the other and it's making me very uncomfortable and i don't want you to think that i think any less of you or mommy to think that i don't love her as much as you so oh sweetheart no don't, don't worry about it. don't don't put all that on you listen okay let me let me make this clear to you your mom's not gonna think worse of you for not picking her because she's bat shit crazy and she doesn't think that much of you to begin with. And, and another thing, Dad, since we're talking, um, I it makes me feel bad when you say things about mommy, because um, uh, um, I and if when she says bad things about you, I tell her the same thing. What I'm the like, fuck did she say about me? What did she say? I, Verbatim. Repeat it precisely exactly what she said. What'd she say? I was speaking hypothetically. If it had happened, she would... Um, can, can, can I just sit in the corner and stare at the wall for a second? <laughs> wow, you are your mother's son. For fuck's sake. Okay, yeah. You know what? Just sit. Okay. I'll talk. I'll talk. You sit, you listen. All right? I'm listening. Okay. All right. Look, uh, you come with me. God. It's going to be fucking wonderful. Yeah. I'm going to buy a Ferrari, and you can ride in it. Going to, uh, you know, the pony I mentioned. Uh, the pony's going to grow up. We'll send oh it to God. the factory. We'll get place it with a new one. You're going to put the pony in the Ferrari with us? That's a lot. That's a two-seater. I don't know if that's a great idea, Dan. Okay. We'll get a bigger Ferrari. I don't know. Like, whatever it takes. Mm. All right? What do you need? Oh, you know what I need? I need some genuine, real, honest, emotional back and forth with my parents. I need for you to give me the truth. I don't oh, need... Oh, well, I need a fucking million dollars, but it doesn't always work out that way. <laughs> uh, what, I wish I had a term for what's happening. Um, the, 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 the deceitful nature, the dishonesty, the, the lack of, of, of truth, the... Uh, between us, you, me, mommy, it just... Sometimes just... you ask too much of me. Sometimes you just fucking ask too much of me. I'm not sure I'm that into this anymore. You know what? Why don't you go with your, your grandma? Wait. I'm so glad to have you in my house. <laughs> Let me tell you, son. You don't deserve to be treated like that. Last time I saw someone... Act that much the fool, I was with Lee Harvey Oswald in the <laughs> Texas School Book Depository. Right. We were there having an audience with him and Jack Ruby and Hal Johnson and Irvin Magic Johnson. And you better believe Lyndon Johnson was there. Let me uh, uh, I um, Josh, you're you're sharing your story made me realize that I mean I don't I haven't like explored it enough, mm. but clearly I've blocked it out in some ways. But my my parents divorced when I was I think officially the divorce was final when I was six, mm. I think. Uh, and yeah. you know what? It might have even been seven. Uh, and it was not, it was also a messy divorce. Sorry about that. And not, not at the, like, my dad wasn't telling me he was God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, but, yeah, because my dad was God. 
but it was the same <laughs> like competition of who's doing it better. Um, and it was our, it was three kids that, um, and ours. And then my dad remarried first and remarried a woman who also had three kids. So then suddenly it was six kids. It's a Brady Brady bunch for every other situation. Yeah. They forced us to our, our sitter who was the sister-in-law of my stepmom, And also she was our next door neighbor before they got divorced, had us sing. We, we sang the Sanders bunch. Oh at boy! Their wedding, yeah. So, yeah. It was like the Brady Bunch, and then it was cute for a year, and then got completely unconvincing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Especially when cousin Oliver showed up. Yeah, but there were there were like dicey moments that uh, I remember the the custody stuff started like it eventually got to every other uh, weekend was my dad's, but mm-hmm. the initial thing was like it was like every Tuesday. Yeah. And then every other Thursday evening, yeah. oh. something like that. <laughs> yes. had, and for yeah, for thing. the first while, there had to be a uh, there had to be a patrol car present outside mm-hmm. for the pickup or drop off. Oh yeah, um, I remember that. But they they, I don't think it started. That wasn't mandatory at first, but there was a time that they got. I remember standing in the doorway when my dad just slapped my mom across the face <gasps> uh, oh, at the doorway because they were they got an argument i can't yeah. remember if we were supposed to be picked up by him or if we were getting dropped off uh but it was like a these are my kids too kind of argument sure. and i have a similar trauma yeah. i think he st- he tried to step in the house and it it's her yeah. house and i remember her just losing it and like get out of that and he was like holding a wrist or something and then he did like it was a straight up like uh old timey movie like slap the yeah. woman to to you know calm her down Stop the hysteria oh my um, god type slap but it you know yeah and then the cops came and nothing you know there were no like i don't think she filed charges or anything but then i then then i was in second grade at the time not because i went to that show and tell the next day when it was my turn, I go, <laughs> uh, last night my dad beat my mom. Oh, <laughs> and, I did that too. Yeah. I mean, most of the kids, yeah. most of the kids were like, <gasps> like in a game. Yeah, <laughs> right. And oh, my God. and the teacher, you could, uh, you could see the teacher like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I like the idea that course, there's a kid with Manny faces who's like, I can't follow that. Um, <laughs> so I can't show my He-Man figure yeah. now. So, like, so fast forward, were both of your parents at your wedding? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and how did that go? Because that feels like was that an acrimony that eventually faded over time, or was yeah, it like no, it- we got to sit? Th- we got to sit one on like. On the east side and one on the west side, mm-hmm. and, and put a, a lot car of fucking uncles them. in between. Yeah, no, they they're fine now. They are totally civil wow. and have been for a long time. They don't like it's not uh, kosher to the point of um, uh, attending uh, family holidays together. Yeah. Nor have nor did they really stay in touch with each other's families. Mm-hmm. Um, although, actually, relatively recently, I found out my mom did for as long as they were alive she still stayed in touch with and 
would visit every so often my dad's mom and two of his sisters class act <laughs> but yeah that was really it mm. but yeah they, they, they that was the only like domestic issue during that there was a i remember a time that my stepmom was picking us up and once we got in the van my mom was like holding the uh the slider handle trying to like i don't know tell her they've got this thing tomorrow at this time and like she already knew it but Uh she just Mm. she just hit the gas and just took off as my mom was holding on to the door and it was just a dramatic it was totally unnecessary they were like my mom was uh, just started her argument screaming and then my stepmom was just like i just need to pick these kids up like fuck you yeah 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 i think i think that's one of the things that kind of like gives me clarity because i dude as you're talking it's like oh yeah so many similar uh traumatic experiences and I think I, once I went from the point of like, don't learn from my dad as in do as I do, it's like the exact opposite, <laughs> you right. know, mm-hmm. like whatever your dad does, do the exact opposite. Like he like has a cocaine habit. A cautionary oh, okay. tale for you. So don't do cocaine. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you go to prison for fighting cops. Oh, you know. Don't go to prison or don't fight cops or you know, don't sell secrets to Iran. You know, you'll be fine. <laughs> you know? And I I've, I've I love that we have enough history in this show to know that those are all real references. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I yeah, it's I I think learning those things so early like made me such a nonviolent person from the jump. <laughs> like well, as somebody who spends a lot of time around a near seven year old. I really wish I could hug like your seven-year-old selves and be like, thanks buddy guys, your adults need to love you and keep you safe. And those are the two most important things that, that we can do. And we just got to make sure that we're loving you and keeping you safe and all of our other adult bullshit. We can like, we can do in front of you, but in a way that loves you and keeps you safe. And I'm so sorry that you guys had to go through that. Well, I'm glad you said that. And I hope, hopefully we'll get to something funnier in a second. But like I had a, I had a moment today, just let me, you know, uh, thinking about this question, really digesting it. Like I had like a few, like I squirted out a few tears of joy because like I was thinking about where I am at present and, and the person I am and the people that I hang out with and the things I do. And like, you know, I'm really happy with how my life is and how it shook out and the people who I consider my friends and my brothers. And so essentially your seven year old self would come to you and be like, Hey man, this really fucking sucks. Is this going to be okay? And you'd be able to pat that kid on the shoulder and be like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be okay. Bingo. Yes. Super. And that's what it felt like the first time I watched that blinking light. <laughs> All of my childhood traumas were reprocessed and transformed into an architecture that could create a life that I wanted to live instead of the life that I was raised with. And I owe that to you and that blinking light. Thank you. That's all I ever wanted my game to do was to save somebody from the depths of despair and and bring them to the light, the blinking light, if you will. 
Um, now, I'm not going to lie to you. I want to know if you have any spare change. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> I love that he had the same, um, the same, I'm not going to lie to you, that the uh, Atari guy did. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I thought it was the same guy. I'm pretty oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it was. It was. As soon as that punchline was hit, there was like an ejector yeah. button in me to just yes. laugh. <laughs> Uh, so I do hear we have one more ad well, before I want, we let I want to be clear, both week. my oh, dad yeah. and my, that was just, a, it was a short lived period of trauma. It was, it was just messy for them. And we just got, yeah. you know, in the middle of yeah. it. Every, every, no, yeah. They're yeah. good. Yeah. They're good totally people. Understand. Okay. Yeah. 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 Of course. Okay. I'm, I'm happily married, but my wife has let me know that if anything <laughs> were to ever happen, she would burn my life down. So yeah, it's understandable. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot there. That's how that works. Yes. A friend of mine has this like caveat whenever he tells stories about his childhood, which is like no one moment I'm going to tell you uh, represents uh, like any of these people. Uh, <laughs> That's great. And so because yes. all of my childhood is terrifying. Um, but I don't want you to worry about me or like I want to be able right. to tell the story the way you tell stories about your childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he comes with like a string of like legalese caveats before <laughs> sharing an anecdote smart. about a Jew. Very smart. That's brilliant. I love that. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get this one last ad in here. Get some adult business here, or paying the bills, and then uh, we'll wrap it up. Yeah. So I think uh, you've got that for us, right, Chris? Yeah. 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 So this one actually, I think, came in from the same ad placement company uh, that our uh, earlier ad uh, did. Uh, Great. So uh, at least it looks like it looks like a very similar tape. Oh. All uh, right. So let me just uh, pop it in. All right. Stop eject. Drop in, close, record, play. Oh, sorry, just play. All right, here we go. <laughs> We've all been here before. You know that really super awesome taco spot that you brag to your friends about? Yeah. You know the one that has that homemade and they give you extra because they are dope. Well, come on. You know, the one that's on the corner of and Yes, that is me. My name is Caldo San Loren Albondegas del Tor. <laughs> I am the proud owner of Ghost Taco. Ghost Taco. The taco stand you think you know where it is, but it isn't where you left it last in the place where it was, where you remember. Excuse me. Excuse me again. We pride ourselves on being the one taco stand where you swear to your friends that we're the best taco stand that has ever existed. But when you roll up with your two best friends, they're nowhere to be seen. They say, you made it up. But how could you make up that ranchero stain on your best wranglers? That's when you know you're in the presence. Of a ghost taco. <laughs> At ghost taco, we keep weird hours. Because those are the hours you need us. When you cash out that last bowl, a gleaming light shines through the vape smoke. And of course, we close the very moment you decide to tell someone about it. That's our ghost taco promise to you. Always. Our taco stands serve only you. Tacos de mierda. 
It goes taco. We're known for you know the thing you swear is on the secret menu that we've never had and that you always try to pronounce in that horrible gringo Spanish accent. Do you know what that sounds like? Just a terrible gringo Spanish accent that the minute you hear, you say, what, is that supposed to be a Spanish accent or Transylvanian? It's just, I, I can't tell what it is. That's the accent I'm talking about. Anyway, totally unrelated <laughs> story. Well, we would. Ghost Taco! We wouldn't be that if we didn't have our... If only you could remember it. Say the phrase, no cebola, or you think you're better than me, and we'll throw in that secret menu thing that you swore we had, but we told you we didn't have at the very beginning, but you kept swearing we have in that just almost borderline offensive gringo Spanish accent that like if you heard it, you would go, what were you thinking when you even did that? Ghost taco. Keeping every other taco stand in business because you can't fucking find us. Man, oh. I can't wait to try to go there. Oh, yeah. Uh, you guys all, all want to meet up there uh, after we we stop recording? Yeah, let's oh, I'm, I'm always intrigued with uh, redacted uh, bits of uh, commercial. Of course, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, me too. I'm in. All right. In fact, uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's wrap this up. I real want quick, a taco so de mierda. Yeah, let's let's go, guys. Uh, I'm going to rush through this real quick. Uh, thank you, as always, to Matt Walker for our intro and outro music. Woo-hoo! This episode was hosted and edited by me, Jet Kaufman, co-hosted by Ali Marr. Thank you, Ali, for mm. your great work on this episode. Featured the talents of Chris Compton, Josh Spence, Chris Sanders, Sean Michael Boozer, and Stephen C. James. Not Every scene you heard today was improvised on the spot along with some of the ads with only a light touch of editing for your comfort can check for writing credits in the show notes. And if you love what we do, please be sure to write us a five-star review at your podcast provider of choice and tell a friend about us. All right, uh, tacos, guys. Wait, whoa, wait, Jet. What, 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 Josh? I'm, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Yeah, but isn't this nice? M- Michael's not here to interrupt us again? It is. Like we got times. to talk about all the taco stuff without any complaints. It was fantastic. <sighs> can I start recording now? Yes, please. I'm hungry. That feels so good. Let's go. I don't believe anything's on Oh my time I kick the door on its hinges just so I could move. So, you know how on Splash Mountain, when you're going down the thing, they take a picture of you, and everybody's like, ah. Um, I, I don't like roller coasters, and I don't like free falls. So, that first, if you guys remember, on Splash Mountain, there's a, there's like a drop in the dark, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I lost my, I was nine years old, went with my dad and my stepmom, lost my shit. <laughs> just yeah. ah, like 
I didn't know I could swear so many fucking fuck motherfucker grandpa. I didn't I didn't see the any of the ride because I had I went to another place. <laughs> right? I just I was so freaked out about it. So so we get towards the end, and you know how when you feel the the cart lock in with the chain, mm-hmm. and then you can start hearing the chain links. Click, 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 click. I, yeah, I go, yeah, keep doing that. Click, 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 Right, and there's like two other two strangers, like a a a mom and a daughter. They're like, "What's going on back there? (laughs) Fuck this! I'm not doing this!" Ah, right. We get to the very tippy top right before the drop. Like, here's the thing: the log is like this. We start to go down. I'm I'm on top of the log. (laughs) My dad pulls me in. (laughs) Finish it. We get up off the ride. We're walking, and then there's like a, the the hut with all the different pictures you can buy. There's a fuck. There's like a crowd of like fifty people huddled around the thing. <laughs> I'm I'm embarrassed, so I'm like hiding. My dad's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go buy this picture." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he goes. He's looking at all the pictures. He sees our picture, right? So it's the log. There's a girl. Wee. The mom. Wee! You don't see my body. You just see my legs <laughs> with my dad holding it with his head underneath my crotch. And then my stepmom holding both of us this way going. <laughs> Do you still have that picture? Yeah, I have to find it because I know it oh. sounds so yeah. Oh, crazy. You got to send, you gotta just send that picture one day yeah. unannounced in the chat. Just send like <laughs> yes. a picture of that picture. Yeah. So... So my dad's getting in line. People, people are. Oh my god! My dad's like, uh, yeah. Uh, letter D. That's that's me. And the guy prints it out, gives it to him. He goes, uh, how much is it? He goes, oh no, it's free, man. Don't worry about it. He goes, yep. He goes, what? He's like, no, like thirty people have bought this photo. Yours is free. <laughs> You're good. 